Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast is brought to you by Compassion International. For $38 a month, you can release a child from poverty. For more information, go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Consider releasing a child from poverty by sponsoring them through Compassion. Food, education, medical care, vocational training, all done in the name of Jesus. It's the best $38 you'll spend every single month. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum and sponsor a child today. Today in the podcast, we welcome Olympic gold medal winning wrestler Kyle Snyder to the show. Kyle might be the best wrestler in the world. He's the youngest wrestler ever to win the world championship, the NCAA championship, and an Olympic gold medal in the same year. A triple crown, really, of American wrestling that hasn't been accomplished in a generation. And he completed that sweep at the 2016 Rio Olympic Games. He ended his college career as the first and only wrestler to win the NCAA World and Olympic Championships as a collegiate athlete. He's a three-time NCAA national champion, and he's the youngest Olympic gold medalist and the youngest world champion in American wrestling history. He's dominant. Let's just put it that way. In high school, he was 179 and zero as a wrestler. In college, he was 75 and five, and four of those five losses occurred in his freshman year. So you can do the math. He lost one match in his final three years as a collegiate wrestler. Kyle is a stud, but he's also an outspoken man of faith. And that's why I wanted to have him on this podcast and talk to him about success and talk to him about achievement and being the best that he can be, but not losing his identity and who he is and whose he is. So let's take a listen to the most decorated wrestler going right now. He is Kyle Snyder, Olympic gold medalist here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, Let's start with the 2019 Pan American Championships in Buenos Aires. That was the most recent, I think, event that has taken place. That was a big deal since uh, in 2019 and, and since we're chatting here. You won a gold medal. You helped the U.S. win all eight available gold medals. And it becomes the first time in history, I read, that a team has won every gold in a specific style at the Pan Am Championships. What, what was that like to be part of a collective effort in a sport that is so individual, I guess, where it's just you yeah. and the guy you're going with? What was that like? Yeah, so typically – especially with uh, wrestling, we're all training at a different sites. You know, we wrestle at different colleges. And then when you make the senior level world team, um, you don't really spend too much time other than the summers at training camps and different stuff like that with each other. But um, this team, we've all kind of grown up together and we're a lot closer than I would say uh, maybe teams in the past. And uh, so it's, it's nice to be able to actually have that team aspect similar to how you would feel in college where you get excited when somebody does well and you feel like a real connection to their success because you've been training with them and helping them uh for a long time and uh so it was it was cool for us to 
compete so well. There was a lot of good uh, Pan American Championships are pretty tough. You know, Cuba, Canada, some of the other Pan American countries are pretty good, but um, everybody wrestled really well. So it's cool. I presume that's a step towards Tokyo 2020 and being something that you're aiming for and looking forward to and trying to get that gold medal again. Yeah. So the first thing um, is the 2019 World Championships, which are in Kazakhstan this year. Okay. So uh, I'm actually wrestling in the trials June 15th. Uh, and it's a best two out of three match. I'll be wrestling one person. And if I win that, then I'll be competing in the 2019 World Championships. So I don't want to look too far ahead, but I mean, everybody is always looking at the Olympics because it's the, it's the biggest tournament. It's the one that is hot, holds the most prestige. So, uh, yeah, we're, I'm excited, um, to, to be competing well now and the Olympic trials are going to be in April next year. So it's not really that far away, 11 months away. Yeah. So where's the yeah. world championships? You said it's in Kazakhstan. When is that? That, when is that? Yeah. That's in uh, September 15th through the 21st. Okay. Um, so figure out who's on the team June 15th. There'll be 10 of us, and then we'll train all summer, uh, starting then wrestling a couple tournaments overseas and then compete at the World Championships. And yep. We don't have a ton of wrestlers on our podcast. You just said you'd be training all summer. Give me an, an idea. Give us, our audience, an idea of what that training consists of. Yeah, so – um, once you make the once you make the world team, the schedule is uh, pretty regimented. I mean, we I think there's maybe 14 or 15 weeks from when you make the team to, to when you compete at the world championships or some, something around there. Yeah. And I think eight of the weeks I'm gone either overseas competing or at the Colorado Springs Olympic Training Center training for the world championships. So there's a lot of traveling um, and. When I'm, when I'm at the OTC, typically I, I, I'll lift four times in the morning. I'll wrestle. We'll, we'll wrestle pretty much every single morning and every single afternoon other than maybe Saturday and Sunday. We'll have the afternoons off. But, yeah, it's a lot of training, but I love training. I love working out, so it's no problem for but me. What, what's that, what is in the training? Are you actually wrestling? Are you lifting weights? Are you doing – I don't even know. Are you doing cardio? <laughs> uh, are you doing some kind of weird drills that nobody would yeah. think that would work, but you do that? Like, what does that entail? My So I, a lot of guys do different things. Okay. My philosophy is I get in shape by wrestling. So I don't like running. I'm not too much of a biker. I like to lift and I like to wrestle. So those are the two things that I do. I just try to do them as hard as I can. But when we are wrestling, I mean, we're going, I mean, full out live. You know, we'll even wrestle simulation tournaments uh, inside the room where the coaches will pair us up and they'll officiate the matches. And yeah. Kyle Snyder is our guest here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. You're a man of faith. I even see, I think it's a Bible study right in front of you there, um, which I love. Yeah, just making sure. <laughs> just got to have it in case, right? Uh-huh. I love it. No, that's great. But why don't you tell us where that was rooted, where that took shape and kind of how your faith journey came together and maybe when Christ became real to you? Yeah, so I think it's it, def- it started um, when I was a senior in high school. So I grew up in Maryland. In a, in a pretty small town. And then I went to a private high school uh, in Olney, Maryland, good council for three years. And then for my senior year, I moved out to Colorado Springs and I lived at the Olympic Training Center. And I was 
kind of like the guinea pig for this program uh, that they're now doing where they select athletes out of high school to come train uh, and live at the Olympic Training Center for a year and complete their schooling. So I was out there, and both uh, both my coaches, Coach Bill Zadick and Coach Brandon Slay, were really strong in their faith. And um, I grew up going to church and different stuff like that, but I didn't really care about it. All I cared about was sports and yeah. uh, getting good enough grades so my parents would let me play sports. <laughs> so, right. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then I went out to the Olympic Training Center, and I really looked up to those guys. And uh, they had both accomplished a lot of things in the sports, a sport of wrestling. They're Olympic champion, world champion. So whatever they told me to do, I was going to do. And then the first week I got there, they asked me to come to a Bible study. Hmm. Uh, that they had. So I started going to the Bible study and um, I was like, if I'm going to go, I'll go with an open mind and try to learn as much as I can. So I don't really know anything. Um, and I did. And I started to really enjoy it. I don't remember exactly what I enjoyed about it, but I was just like, man, there's actually a lot to learn about the Bible and about Jesus. And um, it doesn't seem as simple, maybe as just you see, I, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus, you know, like every, people say that all the time, but yeah. there's a lot to actually learn and understand and you can grow in wisdom and knowledge uh, from just look, studying, studying the Bible and learning from others. So I continued going to the studies and it was a process for me. It wasn't like I went to the first study and then I was like, all right, now I'm fully committed, you know, yeah. but I would say it took probably near the middle of my freshman year of college and I continued to go on studies and I continued to learn more and uh, ask more questions. And I would say that's when I really committed my life to Christ and my actions started falling in line with, um, as it says, to live in the Bible. And yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm a couple things coming into my mind here. First of all, I know just looking up and doing my research on your on your journey, you were 179 and oh. In, in high school, yeah. the three years that you were in Maryland, right? 179 and 0. So you hadn't even tasted defeat. You were that dominant as a wrestler. And so in my eyes, I'm thinking, well, this is a guy who sort of has it all. And it's a lot of times people don't come to Jesus or come to the Lord or, you know, have that come to Jesus moment, as the world might say, uh, unless something bad is happening to them. So right. were you going through something that sort of geared you towards wanting to find out about God and kind of crying out to this Lord to kind of save you in that sense? Or was it because when you're on top of the world there, a lot of times that can get in the way. <laughs> the success can get so right. big that you're just like, I don't need this God thing. Did you experience <laughs> that at all? Yeah. So for me, when I, when I look back at my life and the success that I was able to have, um, now and even up until uh, before I before I was a believer, yeah. um, I look back and I mean God brings people. God's trying. God desires that all people come to Him, and He's working so that all people choose to love Him and choose to be His child. Uh, so for me, the path, even though I had a lot of even though I had a lot of success, I still. I mean, there was always something that I was chasing after. It wasn't enough, you know. So mm -hmm. I look back at my life and the type of success that I had at a young age. Um, I think that God allowed me to have that success so that I could see that it doesn't really mean that much. I mean, there's, there's always another kid coming up that's going to do something similar or there's somebody else that's done something better already. Um, and, and in 20 years, really no one's going to care too much anyways. So uh, no matter what I do in the sport, 
it's not going to be, it's not actually going to be my life. So I look back and I see, okay, I was able to do all these things and God was showing me that, uh, it's not true life, but the only true life is Christ. Mm. And, uh, eventually my success ended up bringing me to the training center where I met, like I said, Brandon Slandell Zadek, and they introduced me, uh, really introduced me to Jesus and really getting to know him and have a relationship with him. So He's doing every. I, I guess my path. Maybe people would say, "Well, I w- wish I want that come to Jesus path." You know, <laughs> sure. That one sounds nice. Yeah. But uh, we don't know. We don't know what we need. You know. Yeah. Only God knows what we need. Yeah. So. There's a line in one of the songs I listen to, a Christian song. It says, "How will they not know if they have never heard?" And a lot of times, it sounds like maybe you just didn't know because you hadn't really heard it uh, right. in a way that you experienced it or heard it when you started to go to Bible study. Yeah. For sure. That's good. That's good. Kyle Snyder is here on the on the Sports Spectrum podcast. So let's talk about adversity because you go 179-0. and 0, So when do you experience that first loss? And what was that like? And, and did faith come into play to help you deal, I guess, with that first loss uh, in a way that maybe you couldn't have dealt with it otherwise? Yeah, for sure. So um, my, I, what I, my whole life, I wanted to be a four-time NCAA college champion. Mm. So, um, I had a pretty successful freshman year in college. I lost three times, um, my freshman year, but even though I lost the match, I still had that like hope of, you know, like, well, I can still be a four-time NCAA champ. You know, it's not like I just lost a dual meet, but I can still win at the NCAA is when it really counts. Right. So then I made it to, um, the NCAA finals my freshman year and I was wrestling a guy from Iowa state. Um, who I had wrestled during the season and I was winning the match one zero in the second period and I was in on his leg and then he kind of got his leg out, threw me to my back right after that and pinned me. So the match was over just like that. And, uh, that was, that was pretty difficult for me. And when I think about adversity, I mean like losing a wrestling match seems very low on the, sure, on but the it's your life in a lot of ways, right? Right. Yeah. yeah it's like, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, my, thank the Lord. My family was healthy and I didn't have any close friends that really died or relatives that died and all these different tragic things that happened to me. Like the, really the worst thing that's happened to me is like losing a wrestling match, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, so then throughout that time period from my senior high school to then I was growing in my faith and growing in my faith and my strength coach who, um, I look up to a ton. He has a really strong faith. His name's Neil Serafinas. And, um, I call, I, I was talking to him, I was really upset after the match and I'm a pretty, you know, happy dude, like to talk a lot, but I was quiet. I didn't really want to talk to anybody. I want to just be by myself. And, um, I remember talking to him on the phone and he was like, uh, he was like, well, you know what you got to do now. Right. And I was like, no, I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'll tell you what you got to do. You got to commit your life fully to Christ. And I was like, Okay. Hmm. So, and I, I, and I knew what commitment was because I had competed at a high level in, in, in wrestling. So, and I could look at my walk with Christ and, and my level of commitment to wrestling and wrestling was way, way higher than the way that I think about my faith. So I knew there was something wrong with that, but I just wasn't really willing to fix it. But then I think after that loss and after receiving guidance from my strength coach, I was like, yeah, why don't I just, why don't I try it? Why don't I start to think more about Christ? And 
a little less about wrestling and why don't I actually start to read the Bible and why don't I actually start to pray and not just rely on other people to give me information. Um, so I started doing that and, uh, yeah, I've just been maturing and growing ever since. And it's all God's work, not, not my work. And yeah. Yeah. And then the next, the next three years, okay. You weren't a four time NCAA champion, (laughs) but you were a three time NCAA champion. So you were able to go and win the next three years at Ohio State, but I really want to focus on 2016 for you because that was a pretty good year for you. Lots of great things happening. You were just 20 years old. You won an NCAA national championship, a world championship, and then become the youngest American ever to win an Olympic gold medal in wrestling. Obviously, a great year for you as far as being on the mat and as as far as achievement goes. But what was that like year like for you spiritually, I wonder? Like how how did 2016 define you or, or refine you as a man of faith, not just with the success that you had on the mat? Right. Yeah, so um it, it was it was it, it was a great year wrestling and it was also a great year spiritually and and I I give a lot of that. Of course all the credit goes to God, but also the people that he placed in my life. So there were six guys on the Olympic team. Um, and we had like, you know, five coaches, all five coaches were believers, really strong in their faith. And five out of the six guys on the team were believers, really strong and open about opening their faith. So it was like, even though I was competing and I was having a lot of success, I was surrounded by people who didn't value me because of my success. That's good. So, yeah, so it was, it was easy for me to stay really grounded and and continue to think about what was important because that's what everybody was doing you know if everybody was building me up and saying oh Kyle you're so amazing you're doing all these great things I just want to be around you because you're winning all these matches then maybe I would have fell into some of that stuff but um, my parents and my training partners and coaches and teammates they're all just like man God blessed you with a victory awesome praise the Lord and you know it's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like any, it, we, we celebrated, but it wasn't like anything crazy or anything for me to like start, uh, feeling self-righteous about. So, uh, but, but I, I did one of the things that was weird for me that, uh, so I, I would say in my freshman year is when I kind of fully understood what commitment to Christ was, but it was interesting. Like I would really study the Bible really hard before I competed and then after I competed, I would kind of like not not read as much, not pray as much because I was yeah. maybe I was like if I read really hard before I wrestle, then God will bless me with victories, you know, <laughs> sure. which is a crazy way to think. So, and I started realizing I was doing that. So then I had uh, like just continue to if I was going to study hard before I wrestled, I want to study hard the next day and thank God and pray the day after that. Just always commit to Him and always be thankful. So every year it's been a year of years of, uh, growth. And, um, yeah, so every year has been great since then. That 2016 year though, I have to imagine increases the platform to a different level, right? Your platform, people knowing who you are, uh, people may be inviting you to come and speak and share and just opportunities to be a witness for the Lord. What was that like? What was that experience like, especially at such a young age, 20 years old to suddenly see this platform increase and were you able to recognize that to be a witness for Christ? Because sometimes I think we see this platform increase and uh, people start pulling at you and everybody's praising you. And it's easy to kind of sway away from what's most important. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So 
Um, I, the things that I'm really passionate about in life are one, my, my faith in Christ and two wrestling and three, I love speaking and I've always loved speaking. So it kind of, yeah, it kind of worked out well to where the more success that I had in wrestling, especially after the Olympics, the more and more people wanted to hear me talk about how I obtained this success and what was different in my life and what made it all possible and all these different things. And, um, I, I made sure and made a conscious effort every time that I speak to make sure that I'm telling the truth about what, what the process was like, but, um, at some point or another, I'm always given all the glory and honor and praise to Christ because that's what I believe is the truth. And I know that I could do nothing without him. So it definitely, I definitely, it definitely opened the door for me to not just winning the Olympics, you know, now you kind of transcend even sports, but people in the business world want to hear you talk. Yeah. Uh, different sports teams want to hear you talk. People at the university want to hear you talk. So now it definitely opened it up so that um, I could speak to a much broader audience about Christ and about how he's worked in my life and my experiences with him. But I always say the most important thing that I anyone can ever do um, is live it. So, you know, you can speak about it all you want, but you're going to have a way bigger impact on people if you live it out. So when I'm at wrestling tournaments or in my day-to-day life, I'm at the grocery store or whatever I'm doing, I just want to make sure that Christ is first in my mind so that if someone speaks to me, I can talk to them the way that Christ wants me to and act the way that he wants me to. That's so. really good. And, and I know a couple of years later, last year in 2018, the World Championships, you didn't win. You lost. And I watched a a YouTube video on your post-game interview that – you mentioned and you said, I'm not defined by wins and losses. That was important for you. And I, I, I thought that was poignant because that's a moment where um, maybe people are looking for a little chink in the armor, you know, looking for a little yeah. dent. And it's like, oh, OK, let's see where this faith really is for this guy. When he's on top, it's great. But when he's when he just lost and yet you stood up there, you fielded the questions and you still pointed people back to Christ. Were you aware of that in that moment, what you were doing or is that just come did that just come natural to you? Um, I would say for the, for the most part, it, it came natural. I mean, I, I, I knew that I, I'd watched, I've been watching sports my whole life, you know? So I had seen interviews where people had won, they're super happy in the way they talk. And I'd seen interviews when people had lost and you, that same person talking and you could like really see it in their face. And I don't, I'm not, I don't want anybody to hide their emotions because you put a lot of work in to the sport. So I definitely understand if it, impacts you a little bit but the message that i preach and that i want to live by is that that message that i said in the interview whether i win or whether i lose god controls the results i just want to work as hard as i can and compete as hard as i can so that i can glorify him and whether it's a win i hope to glorify him or if it's a loss i hope to glorify him um in the way that i wrestled and the way that i handled myself after the match so and again i had a couple minutes after the match where I could kind of cool down and relax. And my coach, one of my best friends and training partners, Tavel Delagnev, he's got a really strong faith and he's uh, always says the right things to me at the right time. And he was just last the year before I wrestled that guy and I beat him and uh, mm-hmm. in, a, in a, in a pretty tough match. And he was laying in the back room, all upset. His coaches are surrounding him and I was cooling down and now all the cameras are on him. And he was like, listen, that was you last year now you're in this situation. Like there's, 
nothing you can do about it. You can't wrestle the match again. So uh, let's just move forward. And I was like, man, good idea. So, and then we started joking around. So by the time I got to the interview, I was pretty much already over the loss. That's good. Kyle Snyder is here on the podcast. A couple more questions with Kyle. Your Twitter page says you live by Philippians 127. Why yeah. that verse and what is that book in the Bible and that verse in the Bible mean? Why does that mean so much to you and how it has, how it has impacted your life? So I, I love that verse. Um, the book of Philippians is basically all about living as Christ lived. It's one, one of my favorite verses in that book is for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Yeah. So uh, it's like, man, if death is gain and living is Christ, then I know there's nothing I can gain in the world. So let me just live the way that Christ wants me to mm-hmm. uh, while I'm here. And then I'm going to be going to a better place. So um I love the I love the beginning of Philippians one twenty seven. It says only let only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. And when I think about letting my life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, first thing I think is like I'm not worthy. <laughs> right. You know, there's no way I can be worthy of the gospel of Christ. I mean that just I mean that blows me away. But what a what a what a target I think to aspire or desire to reach. Is no matter what situation the situation you're in, no matter where you're at, no matter who you're with, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, and that's what I desire uh, to do every single day. I love that. What's your what are you what's your spiritual battles that you're going through? Maybe even your biggest spiritual battle that you kind of wrestle, <laughs> no pun intended here, I guess, for <laughs> lack of a better word, wrestle with on a, on a consistent basis, maybe in the season of life that you're in right now. What's a spiritual battle that you're running through and trying to work through? Yeah. So, I mean, there's things are always being revealed to me and I, I ask God to show me, you know, how I can change. And sometimes it's small things. Sometimes it's, it's the way that I talk around certain people. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, uh, struggle with is, uh, judging others. So, you know, somebody, whether they're a believer or not a believer, or they say they're a believer and they do something and I'm just, I'm quick to judge and I want to be slower to judge, or I don't want to judge at all. I just want to chalk it up to that's where they're at in their life. And I just want to be there to help them. Cause I feel like when I, when I judge them, I'm, uh, distancing myself from them. So I'm not gonna, I won't be able to have the same impact that Christ wants me to have. I'm kind of pushing myself away from, from them. And especially if, if I say something about it to someone else, now I'm, now it looks like, okay, well, this guy doesn't, doesn't care about these people and he's not going to talk to them. And then if I ever do get the chance to talk to them, I've already said all these negative things. So I'm trying to get away from that and uh, more so just think about people as either they're believers or they have the potential to be believers. Cause that's the way that God looks at them. Now I want to look at them at that that way as well. And then the other thing with sports is I understand that, and I understand and it's clear in my mind that my life is not wrestling. But still, when it gets close to the competition or I'm I'm about to wrestle in a match, there's I want to hold something back. I don't want to fully let go. Um, I want to kind of one of the things that I I do is sometimes I'll protect instead of uh, go out there wrestle without fear so one of the things i tell myself is don't protect anything and what that means to me is that um i'd remind myself what it reminds myself is that god is in control of all of this and i just want to work as hard as smart as i possibly can and uh 
leave it up to him what's going to happen in the future. So I don't want to, when I, when I do protect things, I think it's because I'm finding some identity and who I am as a wrestler. And that could be for other people. It could be who you are as a businessman, who you are as a teacher, who you are as whatever it is. And I don't want to find any of my identity that I just want to find it all in Christ. So, um, those are a couple of things that, yeah, I'm trying to work through. What is 15 years look like for you? I wonder, you know, cause you can't <laughs> wrestle forever and you're obviously, you know, you're going to be an evangelist forever. That's why I tell people if they're believers, I said, you're going to be an evangelist wherever <laughs> you are and whatever God points you to for the rest of your life. So what do you see in 15, 20 years? Is it coaching? Is it, is it still being in the wrestling world? Is it the business world? What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I, Lord willing, I'd love to wrestle for another 15 years. So I'm go. only, I'm only 23 now. And, uh, 15 years, I'd be 38. One, one thing I think that would be really cool. I mean, we'll see what happens. If God wants me to do it is I'd love to wrestle in five Olympic games. So my second one, if I make the team, I'll be 24, third will be 28, fourth will be 32 and fifth will be 36. So there you go. it's not Tom Brady, TB 12 is out there. He's 40 <laughs> years old crushing it. So that's true. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But like you said, and I love, I love that you say that. You can't you can't retire from being an evangelist, you know, or you yeah. can't retire from being a Christian. No, <laughs> on your whole life. So yeah. whatever I do, um, I'd love. If, and when I'm done wrestling, I'm sure that wrestling will always be a part of my what I do and how I help people. But um, I love teaching and speaking as well. So doing something like that would be great. That's awesome. Let me go a little light, uh, lighthearted here as we wind down on the podcast. So I'm looking at your website or your Twitter page, and on your Twitter page mentions the website for is it Rudis R U D I S, yeah. and they have a Kyle Snyder apparel line, which was pretty awesome with your own shoe. And obviously, listen, there's a lot of great accolades, gold medals, world championships, but having your own shoe has to be pretty cool. Where does that rank for you? Yeah, I mean, as a kid. You always, as a kid, you wear all the best wrestlers' shoes, and then growing up, you're like, man, I want a shoe for myself, or <laughs> if I get a shoe, it'll look like this. It'll be so sweet. So, uh, yeah, Rudis, um, they just started, actually, in the sport of wrestling, like, uh, four or five years ago, and they've just been growing every year, and they came out with shoes last year, and I graduated from college last year and signed with them, and, uh, yeah, they were committed to making a shoe, and they made a great shoe, so... It was cool to be a part of that process, and uh, it was something that I always thought would be really awesome growing up, being in the sport, wearing other people's shoes, and now can wear my own. So it's pretty sweet. Have you had the Have you had that moment where a kid bought the shoe and took a picture and sent it to you? That hey, I'm wearing your shoe, Kyle. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. For sure. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, especially seeing like little kids at tournaments, like like five-year-old kids wearing the size ones, you know, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that is awesome. Last question here, Kyle. I really appreciate your time, and this has been a great conversation. We always ask this to all of our guests here on the podcast. We've done over 300 interviews here, so many, and every answer is different. I wonder for you what the answer would be. What is God teaching you right now? What are you learning from the Lord today in this season of life? We're taping this in early May 2019. What are you learning from God? Um, one of the things that, uh, God, I think is just constantly reminding me of today is that, uh, in this, in this season is that life, life is Christ. So, um, not to find life in anything else that I'm doing, but 
just to find enough value in the fact that God has given you a spirit and it's dwelling inside of you and he's created you. He created us to dwell in us. Mm. And that's, that was the purpose of man from the beginning. Um, so <clears throat> that's, that's the revelation that, um, I pray is clear in my mind and that God's been showing me it more and more through his word. Um, and just to, just to find value in that. And I think the second thing is that, uh, to find confidence and who God is, that God is love and that God is sovereignly in control of everything. And when things um, don't seem to be going the correct way in my mind or not going the way that I think they should go, uh, the way I see it, just to know that God sees all things and sees the beginning and the end at the same time. And he's controlling it for my good. So to give up uh, my point of view and uh, to search for his. It's really so. good. He is Kyle Snyder, 2016 Olympic gold medal winning wrestler and just so much great things happening in Kyle's world. But most importantly, an outspoken follower of Christ. And uh, it's been great talking to you, Kyle. Thanks for being here on the podcast. And uh, we'll be following you, wishing you nothing but the best 2019, hopefully 2020 in Tokyo and going forward from there. Thanks, man. Yep. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good stuff there from Kyle Snyder, Olympic gold medal winning wrestler here on the Sports Spectrum podcast give him a follow on twitter at snyder underscore man 45 snyder underscore man 45 and he is a man that's for sure in his decorated wrestling career and now the aim and the goal is to win the world championships 2019 and he's got his trials coming up june 15th and then the world championships coming up in the fall and then 2020 and looking ahead to the tokyo Olympic Games, and possibly winning another gold medal in wrestling. Many thanks to Kyle Snyder for being here on the podcast, and thanks to you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sports underscore spectrum, and check out our website, sportspectrum.com. We have record numbers on the website, people checking out what we're doing there and the articles, the content that's being released every single day. So thank you. If you go to that website every day, thank you. If you check out this podcast, every time a new podcast is released, we also want to thank you, but check it out sportspectrum.com, And it's a great opportunity for you to subscribe to our quarterly magazine, which is just $18 for an entire year. And the summer issue is coming out. So you don't want to miss that. You can subscribe today, go to sportspectrum.com, Click the subscribe button again, $18 for an entire year year it's a great deal you get four quarterly issues plus a couple bonus magazines you get around six issues a year and it's a wonderful tool to give to someone to tell them about jesus through the lens and the stories of sports check it out sportspectrum.com thanks for listening and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the sports spectrum podcast have a great rest of your day